love genius fans. Putting up with Aaron Michael Marsh. Have you been having a good pandemic? You've been enjoying it? I'll be honest. I've been, I loved the pandemic. Like even like, I, like after the, like, cause I remember exactly where it was. I was in, I was in Portland, Oregon. I was doing a whole, a whole weekend out there and then all my shows were getting canceled. And mm-hmm. then, uh, I think on the, I think it was probably the 13th or was just one day I'm coming downstairs from the Airbnb. They constantly had CNN on and I'm walking by and then they're, uh, just, uh, just announced today, uh, Disneyland has announced that they'll be closing their gates, uh, due to the coronavirus. Uh, it's real. It's fucking okay. Yeah. Uh, I worked there for four years. They ain't closed for, I don't think swine flu or bird flu or nothing. Yeah. They have closed for nothing of that. They're closing for this. Oh, it's real. <laughs> oh, I know. When I heard Disneyland was closing, I was like, we're all dying. We're all yeah. dead. But after like, after like I was able to like get home, uh, and like take account of everything after a while. And like everyone's just like, you know, that moment where you're just like, all right, we're, we're stuck inside. Uh, yeah. started like started feeling out stuff and found some, like a quite a few new hobbies and then just started really just enjoying just the, all right, everybody just stop. <laughs> yeah. I, I, loved I loved it. it. Yeah. Wait. Fine. So what were the hobbies you picked up? Uh, I got back into playing D and D, which was a lot of, which has been nice. fun. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, Julian I'm, has rejoined the party. Yeah, dude, I fucking love it. If you're not like it's like if you're if like you're now I'm looking at it like if you're someone who's like this is it and has nerdy, I'm like you don't know fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no nerdy stuff is fun. Yeah, dude, I loved it because I because I, I played once. Um. I want to say this one while I was working at Disneyland. So this is maybe like almost 10 years ago, maybe, a little, uh, maybe like seven or so years ago. Um, but this one guy was like asking everybody like, Hey, do you guys want to play D and D at the time? I still that brain of just like nerd shit. Mm-mm, I'm not playing D and D. And then everybody else started playing and everyone was like, it's so much fun. I'm like, yeah, I'll play, play yeah, sure. a couple, played a couple of sessions. And it was so much fun. I enjoyed it so much. And then we found out the guy who was running the games was a bit of a D-bag. Uh, so <laughs> that yeah. all kind of fell apart. <laughs> no, wait a second. Uh, I'm going to say this. I know that a couple DMs actually listen to this show. Uh-huh. But don't you have to be kind of a D-bag to be a DM? No, no, no. I mean, like, it, like not as a DM. I mean, just as a oh. person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying, but, like, to want, because that person, it really does rotate around them. And, like, they're in so much control. That it's like some people I could see that have a huge ego would be like, no, I'll play if I'm the DM. No, it was like it had, it had nothing to do with him. Okay, sorry. I'm projecting. Yeah. I'm just projecting. No, yeah, I've I, I I've DM'd a game. I, I DM a game uh right now and it's so much fun and the power to ha- that that I wield is great. Uh <laughs> but like th- this guy, this guy ended up he's just he was just more yeah, whoa, whoa, he was very controlling of the game itself so that, that kind of made it fall apart a bit everyone's schedules that made it fall apart which does for every yeah, every course group uh and then um and then yeah and then he just ended up kind of just being a jerk at work because we all knew each mm-hmm. other from work but he just started he started just being full of himself at work and it was just getting on everyone's nerves hmm. uh, yeah. yeah oh it was uh, a bunch of work friends yeah, I was uh, a lot of fr- friends with Crush uh, over at Disneyland. 
There we go. Well, let me ask you this. How many chainsaws were in that group? No, that's a universal. I know, but still, there's a crossover. For those that are, we're just talking inside baseball completely. Yeah. Universal is one crew of people. Disney's one crew of people. Halloween Horror Nights seems to dip into both a little bit. Yeah. And every universal person I know loves Disney. I didn't. I never worked. There was one guy who got me in, got me, uh, told me about Universal. And then he did it for one, he did 2016 or 2014, the year I did it. Yeah, 2014, the year I did it, uh, my first year. He did it then and then he stopped doing it. And then another guy, Isaac, who's another who's another great voiceover artist, uh, voice actor. Uh, but he also did Horror Nights for a few years. Nice. Um, but he was always in and out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, like not no no chainsaws. And for those also like, not on the know, <laughs> if you're Halloween Horror Nights, there is a hierarchy of coolness in what you're doing. You know, like there are like the blackout actors, which is kind of like the lower because they're all behind the scenes wearing all black and just moving pieces. And oh, then also, the characters. I'll say I'll say this just like. We in that group, we like the chainsaws for Universal. We always try to disparage that idea that we think we're at the top of a hierarchy. We don't No, I know. But, but really that is like, like but that but yeah, is the but, coveted. People are like, oh, you know, if I crush it this year, the next year I can audition for chainsaw. But you know, you know what's so funny? Uh, so I had like a bit of a, a weird run through it. Like I got a chainsaw like my second year after, uh, skipping a year. So I did yeah. 2014, not 2015, came back for 2016. Full chainsaw. Uh, yeah. And I just got a chainsaw that year. Like a lot of people got a chainsaw. It was just like a, like a huge number of people got a chainsaw because they were changing everything up. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a chainsaw, uh, I got a bit of an ego. I did have that mindset of like, see, yeah, going in, going in. I didn't really think, oh, like I kept on thinking of it. Like, I just love doing doing haunts. Mm -hmm. This is a job to me and this is a fun job. It's whatever. Like, give me a chainsaw. Give me an axe. Give me a mask. Give me whatever. I don't I'll I'll enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then doing it. Yeah, it was just like, oh, this this is so much fun to be a chainsaw. Um, But when you do have that mindset of like oh top of the food chain oh we're the best of the best it does lead to like this idea that you deserve you kind of deserve more which i kind of fell into Mm -hmm. Uh, so i kept on thinking like i was getting cheated out of stuff and that kind of led to a bad perception of me oh Uh, see so then to put it in perspective everyone listening julian would take some of my food because he was the chainsaw (laughs) oh uh they sorry sorry yeah, uh, I I, uh, I use they them pronouns. I don't know if I ever mentioned that to you. You did years ago, and I slipped right now, and I apologize. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. Um, but yeah, so like in the 2019, I didn't get a chainsaw, and I actually got put into pool. Oh no, I did get a chainsaw in 2019, but I got put in pool, so I got put everywhere. But I knew, like going in, I'm like, all right, Julian, be on your best behavior this year. It was because of a bit of an attitude in past years. We're gonna be we're gonna be at our calmest. We're gonna enjoy the event. No matter how many times we get chainsaw or whatever, and I actually got yeah. chainsaw a lot. The for, like for the half of the run, most of it I was doing a chainsaw. And then I was in other places and I was having fun killing it over there. And then I had one incident that was legit my fault. Yeah, I had a second, apparently a second incident that <laughs> I don't, I contest that it didn't happen. But 
people say that did. I don't know. Were there witnesses? Apparently, but then also not. It was a very okay. weird, right. very weird thing. So I don't, I it's don't a gray know. Area. I, I don't know, but it's whatever. Uh, and then I had a third thing that I know for sure didn't happen. It was just a kid who I think just got embarrassed that I that I scared him so bad and started <laughs> and like went to the, because I literally was in an area and I was having so much fun. And in my head, I was like, "Don't get too close to people. Don't hit anybody. Be safe." Kid comes up. He kind of he's kind of like screaming in my face. I go at him again. I go at him and I'm kind of chasing him a little bit. And as soon as he hits the corner, back away. Like I'm always like, you're yeah, supposed to as do. you're supposed to. Yeah, he co- he comes out. He kind of steps on my feet. I rip my foot away, you know, whatever. And I go back to I go back to my business. My lead comes in. Hey, can I talk to you? Can I talk to you? Did something happen? I'm like, no. I mean, I can't like kind of yelled in my face like that happened. I uh, he's just like, OK, so apparently this kid said that I cor- I cornered him and then I knocked him to the ground and all this and that, which I'm like, and then it ended up turning into a thing where eight were. HR, I literally that year I realized why Michael hates uh, Toby in the office uh, sure. because HR did not want to hear my, hear my side of the story at all, and I almost but I almost got fired. Like, they tape it. They tape every corner. There's no there was no cameras in that area. Oh, <laughs> because like it's like one area, I, I kept on telling them like, look at the footage, look at the footage. Oh, we don't have cameras down here. Well, then you can't do anything on either side because I've also I've never seen a scare actor bring someone to the ground and like stay over them. If they fall, you already got your win. You go back to your reset position. Yeah. Cause and that's what, that's the big, that's the big win is them falling, not standing over them because you're asking for a fight at that point. You need to put yeah. your flight in motion and you know, this you're a veteran of it at this point. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and then when I end up getting my saw, uh, I actually got a lot of things pulled. They, they were, they were like, you can continue, but you're only doing blackout for the rest of the run. Uh, I was bummed, but at the same time, I like posted up usually near near where the chainsaws were, so I would go out and hang out with them, and and I also enjoyed where they had me at the blackouts. Like I found I found like good spots. I was gonna Uh, ask what maze you were blackout in. I did that year. I did I did us Pandora's box, and I would go down to the Stranger Things one. Uh. Yeah, just do those three, and then I did uh, Killer Clowns for one. Uh, one I love Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns is fun, um, but I mean, it definitely was like a change of pace. It was like, mm-hmm. all right, well, this happened. Hopefully, I can come back. Hopefully, uh, I'll get my chance. I was gonna go go back this past year, but then a few other things kind of came up, and then I was, I was like, ah, eh, you know what? I'm I'm just, I'll skip this year voluntarily instead of being forced to skip last year or 2020 skip this yeah. year voluntarily and up doing a lot of festivals and ended up doing a lot more road work, uh, which was really nice. That's great. So it kind of worked out because normally it's I, weird. I always, normally I always have to reject those offers because it's yeah. always during that time period. So see, and I constantly say every time you make room for something else in your life, something else shows up to take that space. Oh yeah. I mean, that's how growth happens. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's why I like, <laughs> I should be more terrified to make big changes in my life, but I'm not. It's like, oh, no, no, no. If I don't like this thing, I can get rid of it. I, I then, realized I realized that in like four to five years, either one of three things has happened. Either the world, either societies and the world is going to basically end. Uh, things will get better. Sure. Or, or everything's just going to keep rolling along like normal, and it'll be a variation of either. 
one of those three things happened. So now I'm kind of like, whatever, I'm just going to, I'll make the money I need to survive, but I'm going to keep on, I'm, I'll put the money down now to like pursue what I'm doing. More. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, for like sure. I think in the past, I always, uh, what held me back from like going out more was that fear of like, well, I have this job that I, you know, it took me a while. It took me a lot to get this job. So I, you know, I, I don't want to lose it. And then I got to, but I want to, I want to do this stuff. But if 2020 taught me anything, it's just like, oh, not having to rely on a job was great. Yeah. <laughs> having that no, disconnect sure. was fantastic. Oh, I, that's the part I missed the most. Yeah. I, I definitely was just like, I'm not never going back to theme parks after, after 2020. Like even as a, as a fan. Oh, as a fan, I'll go. Uh, I, yeah, I, yeah. And, I, and I've been like, I finally went back to Disneyland uh, after like eight or so years uh, recently. You haven't been to Disneyland eight or so years? Ever since I quit. Yeah. The last Whoa. time, the last time I was there, I told my manager to go fuck himself, and I got escorted out. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. I am a fan of doing that. People yeah. know it's about me. Like I think, I don't think two week notices should be a thing. Yeah, that's I what think- I regret. Well, I don't regret. I don't think that's bad. I think that uh, they should be a thing. It should be like, no, because that's going to keep the boss from me. Like, if I misuse my employees, they'll just leave. Not they'll have to give me notice that they'll leave. It doesn't. It gives too much cushion to the boss to be abusive. Oh, and they were, dude. They 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 called me in. Uh, I think a uh a, like two days in advance before my last day, and we're like, well, we're just gonna go ahead and let you go now. Like yeah, you'll exactly. still get paid. You'll still get paid for the, your last day, but you, you can. You're you're no longer. You're good. Bye. And that's when I was like, all right. Well, you're a fucking moron. You're yeah. the worst manager ever. Everyone hates you. He's looking at me like, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> goofy, like Eric Trump looking kind of dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, wait, it was goofy. You yelled at yeah, goofy. You know, of course. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> that. I can't do goofy. You did just said Mickey. Goofy. <laughs> Okay, well, we haven't mentioned so far. I mean, those that know, you know, you're one of the premier impersonators in Los Angeles on the comedy scene. And so, (laughs) yeah, if somebody was to be like, hey, who's out there doing voices in L.A. comedy? If you're not one of the first two names that gets brought up, I don't know who it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. No, absolutely. And that's on purpose is because of your skill. And so for even when you're like, I don't do that one well. I'm like, you're doing it way better than I could do. <laughs> you could give me a month to prepare Goofy. I'm not coming in with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, just don't, I, don't, I don't like to, I don't, I don't like to brag, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know you but, don't like to brag, but also you are aware of your skill because you yeah. flex it. And I don't mean that in like a boasty way. I mean, you're like, when you get on stage, you're like, I know what my strengths are. I'm playing to the strengths. Hey, here's a skill I have that's not usual. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I I I just had like a talk with a, a producer about uh doing impressions for a show. Um we're gonna we're probably see about maybe another time, but uh I I do like especially exploring TikTok now, I do realize because it I should I should have started during the pandemic because like the first few ones that I put out just get just tons of hits and mm-hmm. doubling my following and everything. Nice. Uh, 
I was talking, I was talking uh, to my buddy Justin. He was telling me, yeah, you keep putting them out like just once a day. Uh, you know, and they're just like, whatever. Or just put, you know, qu put quantity over quality at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, you'll see the results. And it, I... I hate that I didn't. I, I just I just hate that I didn't start sooner doing uh, doing impressions on on social media at least because I kept on focusing too much on like I gotta put them on YouTube and then put them on social media. I should just put just been focusing just on everywhere, just so, anywhere on the socials at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But how young were you when you realized this was a thing you could tap into? Mm, I think I was. I was pretty young because I started with cartoons. I would just mimic the Looney Tunes, uh, like Foghorn Leghorn, Bugs Bunny, and Sylvester. I would like just mimic them. Yeah. And, and I don't really know. I don't really know when I first started doing like celebrities because there was like a moment when I like I realized what a celebrity, like a movie star, was. Mm -hmm. And I would start recognizing. I was like, oh, they're also in this movie, and they're in that movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. You're like, wait, would... Peter Venkman and Bob are the same person, but not the same person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patch Adams and Jack look very similar. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I, I don't remember what, I don't even, like, because I've had someone ask me this before. It was like, what was your first impression? And I don't remember what it was. For sure. Um, I'm surprised it's not like a family member, you know, because that's, I think, where we all really start. Yeah, I've never even, oh, I do one family member. <laughs> <laughs> and the family laughs about it. Um, but I, mean, I, think, I think most people would think like I'm doing just a generic Mexican voice, which I mean is Mexican. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, did you yeah, grant lions? I was pretty, I was pretty, uh, like at least in elementary school, I started doing voices then, I want to say. That's great. Yeah. Cause I would daydream a lot. I would yeah. Just, like, yeah. I imagine. Class and make noises and like fall asleep. And it was Julian's in La La Land. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just have ADD. <laughs> See, that's why you like the pandemic. You're like, wait, I can move into La La Land. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, that's all Dungeons and Dragons was. It's just La La Land, and I love it. And then also voiceover too. Like I started focusing so much more on voiceover, and it's been so great. Um, I can't talk talk about it on recording, but I'll tell I you after. That. But I've been on like guy and agent took a lot more classes got some referrals got all this and that the auditions alone have been amazing and then i i booked my first video game uh last year that's awesome uh, which was yeah it was great um but that's all it is all it is is just pretending and it's so much fun yeah that's all i you think know, is that's yeah are you gonna be the new in a world guy one day <laughs> one day yeah, but that's one, the voice. One day. <laughs> exactly. I got that's you know, I love I an love, audition. <laughs> one audition will change the course of human history. Exactly. I don't want to sound like Optimus Prime. Autobots transform. <laughs> exactly. Fuck, one Autobot. I could do it. You know what that is? Because I, I smoked a joint before I jumped on. I'm pretty sure it's obvious. I smoked a joint before I, I didn't jumped know. on. Oh, okay. Uh, but I, I smoked a joint before I got on. And I, I realized that there are some voices that improve when my voice gets to like that smoky bass. Uh, 
like my Morgan Freeman gets so much, so much richer, so much smoother. Oh yeah. And then that, yeah, like right there, that's that's Optimus Prime right there. Dude, I have auditioned. I I auditioned for him like twice. Uh, the only I think the only reason I didn't come close was that I was always in the last groups. And I no, I only auditioned for him once. I auditioned for him once at Universal to do his voice. And <laughs> I was in the last group of the call of the auditions, and they only took one guy, and he sounded spot on, like for, <sighs> for both Optimus Prime and Megatron. It was out, and I walked out being like, if it's only gonna be one guy, it better be that guy. <laughs> oh, for sure. But yeah, I, I had I, auditioned I never... that once for like hosting an MLB show for MLB like dot com. Uh huh. And I felt all good about myself. And then some girl looked like a model. I don't know. She's famous now. And she um, she was so personable, so funny, beautiful, knowledgeable. I was like, well, she's she's the hire. Like, it was just <laughs> obvious to like the whole room. It was like once she spoke, we're just like, great. Yep. OK, we could pack it up. Thanks for having us. Do I get this free sandwich on the way out? Perfect. I've never had a, like uh especially doing voiceover i realize how much i prefer it oh, like i love acting i i, yeah. I grew up I, I came up doing theater acting and all that i love it if i can get a chance to do it again i will take it i do not i'm starting to realize i don't care though for auditioning for like on camera stuff mm. uh but i love auditioning for voiceover just because i don't it, all the prep work i'm already done like in terms <laughs> of like the equipment setup yeah. If it wasn't, if it, if I had like a, if I could have a stationary thing in my room where I don't have to touch anything for, for, uh, on screen, uh, auditions, great. I would do them, I would do them all the time. But just setting everything up, trying to find a clean wall, trying to get the light just right, trying to get someone on the phone or whatever. Ugh, but voiceover, dude. I'm just, I wake up, I'm in my pajama jams and I just get in and I do the voice <laughs> and then I get out. Yeah. And it's so oh, I love it so much. But the great thing is about voiceover, when you see someone get in the mix, you see that they have like 300 voiceover credits. Not much shows up on camera. They just stick to doing voiceover like it seems like daily. I don't I do not mind that. My goal now is mind did I celebrate that idea. Yeah, I want to get to a level of voiceover famous where I'm a god at conventions. But uh but anywhere else, <laughs> anywhere else. Someone could be like, is that Julian Fernandez? Someone who? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, they, all they, they, do, they, they do. Uh, they, they do that one cartoon and the other cartoon, you know, that cartoon. And the other person's like, ah, you watch cartoons. Um, yeah. And then a voiceover person's like, they do 400 voices. It's <laughs> yeah. not you, three or more famous than the other other 397. Yeah. But 400 voices. Are most of them grunts and growls? Yes. But <laughs> someone's got to. Yeah, yeah, I audition uh, like some of the auditions I get now are like for creatures, which is super fun. I got to like, I've been on like demons and like. Uh, Can like, you do uh, a a Warcraft orc? Oh, I don't know what what do they sound like? <laughs> zug zug. Oh, what I, I don't know. Like I've done orcs, but I mean, yes, my liege. Uh, 
I don't know. Like I, I haven't heard them. That's yeah. No, exactly. Like, You're just gonna even, be doing. I can't even do it. I would just be doing a voice that I'm like, is that close? No, exactly. <laughs> if you don't have a reference, hey boys, can't. let's go get these guys. Is that in work? Did I do it? <laughs> <laughs> like that. Nailed like that. It. To me, that's still close enough for my frame of reference. <laughs> sure. Yeah. If you have no reference at all, then you did great. You exactly but, nailed it. But uh, what I was also saying is those uh, like theme park auditions. You can always say it's the same thing. You can always tell like in a group, like they're getting called back. They're getting called back. They're getting mm-hmm. called back. But, you know, you can never tell with yourself. Like that's, that's the weird thing. I can't, I've, I've done enough of those theme park auditions and gotten called back too many times. <laughs> and then again, you're just, you're just well, you're like, we, we love you, but you're just, you're too big. Like you're too, you're too wide. And I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> Well, here's a Disney question. I can't, I can't be Kung Fu Panda. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you do a Jack Black? Yeah. Uh Yeah. Uh, that, that turned into RDJ. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. It's, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize how staccato Jack Black was until you just moved from one to the next. And I went, oh, I guess he does. Yeah. He does have a little of that. I was just, Oh, I was just watching. He did a, a Dungeons and Dragons things. <laughs> Keep on going back to that topic. Um, but he did a Dungeons and Dragons thing. You're going to hate this. Oh, no, I I worked it. I Oh, you did? Yeah. Dude, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So, you're like, he did a thing. I was like, yeah, I helped set it up and tear it down and the whole shooting match. In fact, Go that on, specific uh, uh, die that he used, I gave it to my brother. Nice. My brother owns. My brother has that dino. I gave it to him for his birthday. That's cool. This is the one with uh, Melissa and Reggie Watts, and yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that's cool, dude. Yeah, they did remote. Jack came into the studio and did it by himself. He was the only one in the room. <laughs> they were all supposed to be at one round table, but then when the remote became an option, everyone else said remote except for Jack, who was like, "No, I'm coming in." Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he like I remember watching that. He first off loved to play with him. Uh. God, I'm trying to it was remember for G4. His, I'm trying to remember his his the his because I basically had to get the voice like other than going that loud like yeah like uh, that loud <laughs> that loud sound other than doing that like I'm trying to remember his just relaxed just regular voice I can't I can't I can't figure it out it's gonna take yeah I'm not, I don't have I don't have the skill set that you have I'm just like amazed by it it's a, it's a mesmerizing thing. <laughs> And, you know, it's like a snake charmer thing. You see all humans when they watch somebody transform to another person, they just become goo and just watch it. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm going to ask you a Disney question about voices. Go for it. If you could take over any Disney voice, because, you know, they keep recasting those voices because of, they keep using them. Yeah. The legacy. Which characters. Disney voice. Yeah. Which legacy Disney character would you like to voice? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that I can do anyone like good enough that I'm like, I would, I would be willing to take over. It's kind of like, have you heard the John DiMaggio debacle with uh, Futurama? Oh, that they're not going to recast him. It's not, it's not that they're not recasting him. It's that he's, they've been negotiating. It's, it's a lot. He, he put it out that it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of like inside baseball talk, but essentially, that it's a character that's that's very it's pretty much something that's defined his career uh yeah you know uh 
and the anger towards it you know the fact that you know like he, he based bender one is like the show for the most no, ex- part yeah exactly not, no, not bender no disrespect is a key to any character of, yeah no yeah, disrespect to any of the other voice actors or any other characters but bender basically is the show uh and yeah and then john dimaggio he's like one of those voice actors you can't you can't really re- just replicate you can't replace it but uh yeah. essentially it's you know uh uh payment negotiations and you know he he doesn't really like how the industry's run and this and that but uh but i remember seeing like tweet twitter tweet tweeters i remember seeing twitter posts uh of other like voice actors responding being like yeah you know if you see this if you see this post don't uh if you see the audition don't don't take it you know talk Mm. to your agents make sure you don't you know don't blah 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 blah. i agree and then you're like i'm taking it yeah. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I can do see I can do episode one bender. <laughs> <laughs> but but he's he's nailed it down though. Hey, if Kermit can change, so can yeah. Bender. But in terms of like the legacy characters, I there, yeah, there's nobody I really th- I can think of that I'm like I can other than Krunk, but that's just because it's it's Patrick Warburn, but he's not really a legacy character. Yeah, and yeah. That, exactly. There have been. I think there have been other people that have voiced them for other things. I think there have been, but also they do go back and use those people too. Yeah, because like they don't use James Earl Jones when they use Darth Vader. I would do like I, if I if I could take over as Darth Vader, I would do that job, one hundred percent. Mufasa. I mean, come on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one of on, the e- it's one of the easiest voices for me to do. Yes. Really? Yes, he has one of those. He has he has one of those those voices that's just it's down here. It's very whimsical. It's bassy whimsical almost. You know, <laughs> you borderline just became a wizard. <laughs> you shall not pass. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and back to D and D. I mean, do you go into the characters when you're doing D and D? You must. Oh, dude, I love. That's why I love. That's like I love playing. I love playing more than I like DMing, but I have fun DMing. Like I like being able to put them in in, in whatever scenarios. I like making the maps. But yeah, I love making characters. I love being able just to like just flex on voices with that. Yeah, of course. I mean, but- you've watched that one episode of Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> For those that don't know, just look it up. Big Bang Theory uh, had one episode where they played D&D and their DM, I forget the name of the character, Wallowitz. I don't know. Yeah, I, re- I think I really watched sh- one like, of the characters <laughs> goes into voices. So like, he, like, like, most, has- like most people, I've never seen the show and I'm, st- and I'm amazed that it lasted as long as it did. <laughs> one of my ex-girlfriends <laughs> loved it. And so it was just on all the time. It was one of those oh. things that was like background noise. And yeah. so but they're yeah, they go through it and they're like, all right, now can this next character show up? Be played by Nicolas Cage, you know, just giving the layup to the actor who uh, could do a great would, Nicolas Cage. I would. Yeah, if, if it was like that, me and uh, me and some other people were trying to figure out uh, we're working on a project right now that uh, that's Dungeons and Dragons related. And that might be that may be something fun doing like celeb impression, just impressions. Because I, yeah, I would just make up voices. I wouldn't really like do impressions when I when I DM. Oh, no, they did impressions where I was like, and then there's a talking tree and they're like, can the talking tree be played by Nick Cage? And then there was another one, like there was like some 
wizard or something like can that be played by robin williams and they just went and just lay up into his impressions that's perfect yeah oh yeah no it was great it was it made for a wonderful <laughs> episode and i'm not a big fan of the show but those scenes are undeniably great yeah yeah when yeah i'm I forget also the name of the actor of the simon something his name's simon no clue i know <laughs> i know i feel bad i feel bad just saying how great he is and having nothing to like but i'm not great enough to remember his last name i hope he rates reviews and subscribes to this podcast uh, if i could really (laughs) 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 this is that one that one secret listener that you don't know about (laughs) they're talking about me holy shit yeah exactly me that's the moment where it comes in something or another (laughs) i'm simon something or another he even has his last name Putting up with Aaron something or other. You're like, yeah, I deserve that. That's right. That is correct. <laughs> I was going to ask you another question to finish up the voicing stuff. And now it's not coming to me. No, oh. I never really finished up with the voicing stuff. So, no, I no know worries. exactly. You're going to, you're going to keep it going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't believe I got stumped on it because I was like on the verge of saying it. I'll have to edit out the whole podcast now. Oh, great. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just act like that all? We'll start from the top. Hey, 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 what's going on? (laughs) Good to see you. Great. Thanks for having me on. In a world. This is great. Like, how you been? Haven't haven't talked to you. This is minute one of me talking to you. I know what I was going to say now. And it wasn't about your own voices. I was going to say, which voiceover actor do you idolize the most? Ooh. Well, I got to achieve a dream. I got to meet Richard Horvitz, who voices Invader Zim, Billy from Billy and Mandy. Nice. Um, How did you uh, meet? I I took his class. I took his class. Uh, It was all online. So I met him over Zoom. uh, But I still got to meet him. And I still got to do voiceover in front of him and work with him, which is really cool. Uh, I mean, John DiMaggio, one of the best, uh, Steve Blum, Steve, Steve Bloom, Blum, Steve Blum, Steve Blum, uh, fantastic Spike, Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop, uh, tons of villains, um, uh, who else, who else would I want to meet? Oh, oh, uh. Uh, oh, I got uh, <laughs> your head exploded. Oh, basically, no, basically it exploded. Oh, my. No. Oh, it's there. Wait, come back. Thought. What was the voice? That you- oh, hold on. you know, the character. I was like pinning, pinning down. Uh, uh, hold on. It's at the tip of my tongue. He's reaching for the heavens. Hold He's on. like, the answer is in the heavens. My life's a game show. I need to figure this out. What's weird about Los Angeles is how many people actually know, uh, can name 10 voiceover actors. We all have Kevin our favorite actors. Oh, Kevin, Kevin Conroy. Conroy. Of course, oh, Batman. Fucking hell. We're not yeah, going to. Batman. You could have oh, just said oh. Batman. No, I didn't, want it. I didn't want it to be that easy for me. <laughs> I didn't want an out. I knew I could do it. He was referenced like four episodes ago on this podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because we ranked all the top Batman. Oh, nice. Who who's number one? Uh, it was Keaton. Okay. 
But the guy yeah, who also Clayton was, was my friend Clayton Thomas is a huge Batman fan and just loves Michael Keaton and idolizes him. Yeah. And he said that he, it's impossible to put Adam West in the rankings because he's Adam West and he plays so much of an Adam West playing Batman in a tongue in cheek way. It's not fair to put him there. But he's still the Cape Crusader. <laughs> exactly. And like he was like, I don't want you for Kevin Conroy, who is the voice of Batman. Really hard not to just put him at number one, but he also didn't really play it. And then he also said, uh, I, I disagree. He to 100 percent played it. But yeah, go ahead. I think so. No, exactly. Because <laughs> I said the same thing. I was like, you can put him wherever you want. Put him at number one. Uh, and then they also said something about. Who's the one of the Christopher Nolan movies? Christian He's the most Bale. famous of all. Christian Bale's the best Bruce Wayne, but not the best Batman. Okay. So there was that whole that was the argument. Are you excited for the new one? Yeah. I hope he twinkles. Same. Hope he same. sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I'm looking for. They just put out a clip where he punches Gordon in the face and then runs out of the police station. Uh I I don't need any other context. Uh I enjoyed I that mean, scene. And I already I'm like, I will I'll pay money just to find out why he punches Gordon in the face. Yeah, no, exactly. That's gonna be awesome. But also it's just ripe for SNL to do a parody where Batman is in the Twilight movies. Oh yeah. Twilight Returns I, or whatever. That, have you seen that meme yet where it's uh it's that cafeteria scene from Twilight? And no. it's uh who's that? And it's it's <laughs> Robert Pattinson <laughs> as Batman. <laughs> It's just that's a close hilarious. Of space. And at the bottom, it's Anna Kedrick. That's vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, that's the other reason why I jump on, on Facebook nowadays is just to, just to catch some of these uh, random memes that will pop up every now and then. Oh, now. memes are great. I love memes because I just love jokes, and that's all they are. They're just a straight-up joke, in and out. <laughs> you got the joke in. I love a good, good, cle- a good clever meme. I'll always appreciate I don't, I don't really I don't really care. I'll like I'll start almost sarcastically chuckle at like a dad joke or like a, a very like tongue in cheek, like like eh, like a wordplay kind of joke. Always mm-hmm. you, always in the back. You'll hear me. Ha <laughs> ha. I'll be as I'll be as loud. La- I want them to know like that's the laugh you deserve. For that. <laughs> that's a voiceover uh, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like so those, one, those ones are all, all laughs. Sorry. Hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. Oh, some kind of wise guy. Okay. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> I told you the voices yeah. aren't going to stop. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the point. Uh, <laughs> before you, before we go, because the show is only a half hour. We're done. We already did. Oh. I want you to, to exit us out by saying uh, you've been putting up with Aaron Michael Marsh and choose whatever voice you want to choose. Oh, okay. Hold on. Okay, this is the show. Thank you very much for having me. This is Andre the Giant, and I've been putting up with Aaron Michael Marsh. He's been, oh, a real pain in the ass. And they are a delight. One of the best impressionists on the scene. Known them for, it feels like 10 years now. Uh, They have a podcast. I wrote it down. It is called Genderless Wanderer. Check that out. 
I'm surprised I didn't know about that till after the podcast. I would have talked to them about that the whole time. But also, what a great conversation just digging into the voices. So much more to them I need to talk about in the future. Like, I already want a second episode. But I gotta wait. Gotta wait. Gotta pace myself. Julian had a podcast before the pandemic. Asked me to be on it. Didn't seem to happen. And now that I have a podcast, I waited too long. I waited too long. It's one of those, you know how you have friends, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll ask them to do it. I'll get around to it. I'll ask them to do it. I'll get around to it. And now that it happened. And then we talked for another 30 minutes afterwards. It was just as good as the re- And you're like, ah, we should have kept taping. Doesn't matter. Very happy. Follow Julian at Julian F. Comedy on Instagram. And, yeah, check out TikTok, YouTube, impressions up there. If you enjoy the impressions, a lot more impressions are up there. We didn't cover all of them. So, boom, there we go. And then next week, we have Michael Tiemont. If you remember Michael Tiemont, he was on, like, episode three. Michael Tiemont is critical to my podcasting career. Can you call it that? Michael Tiemont helped me start my very first podcast. It was a sports podcast. And then helped me do my live podcast. Any questions that was short-lived just because. Um, which, if I ever reach some success where people were just constantly, if I could know that I could have 50 people come out on a whim whenever I wanted, I would start up any questions again tomorrow. Loved that show. It just was the wrong time for me to start it, and it's always in the back of my mind. Or You're like, no, 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 no. That show will come back when I can fill up the seats. It was a fun one where I brought comics up and then had the audience ask them questions. It started from a Tucson show that I did. Uh, that was a heckle show, except the thing with the heckle show was you had to raise your hand. That was it. That was it. Just raise your hand, and then you could work through it. And I want more of a... I, want, I don't know. I should try to figure out how to make that a thing out here. It was really fun. Um, yeah, the Michael T. Watt helped me start this podcast. Helped me start this podcast. And edited the first 80 episodes. So you'll notice somewhere around there, the editing gets real choppy. That's because Aaron started to learn how to do it. But before that, all Michael Tiemont. So it was all gingerly done and much better than what I'm doing. And so, yeah, Michael Tiemont's back. Michael Tiemont's got two more podcasts. One with uh, Nathaniel, his roommate. And Nathaniel, this is funny, after the podcast, he explained the podcast to me. He goes, you know how you watch advertising? And you're like, this is so dumb. Who's this influencing? Who is this for? And he goes, Nathaniel, my roommate. He'll see any commercial and then afterwards be like, that looks awesome. That looks delicious. And so they go through with Nathaniel likes things and he makes him explain why he's liking these things he's seeing. Very funny idea. Michael Tiemont on next. Yeah. That's that's it. I'm on I'm on this week's episode of Jeff Dye's podcast. Jeff Dye's uh, friendship podcast. So if you need more of me, I'm on there. Jeff Dye's friendship. Bam, I think that's everything I got going on right now. That's already a lot. As always, you can find me at Aaron M. Marsh on everything. You can rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. If, if you're new here, hey, welcome. What's up? You're new. Um, got stickers still. Got pins still. I have a show coming up on the 24th. It's an all-improvised show. That'll be fun. And then I got, a, I think it's March March 4th or something. You can check my Instagram. I have a show coming up at Flappers. And yeah, that's it, guys. If you... Uh, thank you. If you thank you, thank you. 
Thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Thank you. Thank you.